Back on the big wake-up call, AM 1280, WBIG. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest, who is a 13-time Emmy winner, the most recognized weatherman in the world, co-host of the Today Show, and uh, also a best-selling author. His new book is Ruthless Tide, and uh, we're going to visit with Al Roker. Al, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ryan. How you doing? I'm great, and uh, Al, appreciate you calling in today. Isn't this already a long day for you? Don't you get up at like 1.30? Oh, no, uh, 3.45. Oh, okay. Luxury. <laughs> you bet. But, uh... Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's one of those things. You know, listen, you know, my dad drove a bus for eight hours a day in New York City. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm happy. Sure. But, you know, I've only been on the air for like uh, three and a half hours here, and I, I want to pass out in my chair. What, what can I learn from you, Al? How do you, how do, you do a high-energy show, do everything else you need to do, and, and you still get sleep? Well, you know, it's one of those things where, look, the good news is uh, uh, I don't do any of the heavy lifting on the Today Show. That's Savannah and Hoda's job. They, you know, they do the bulk of the work. Yeah. I pop in for a minute, and then I go away, go back into my hole. So it, it, it's okay. <laughs> You've got the best gig. And, uh, Al, the new book is uh, Ruthless Tide, the Heroes and Villains of the Johnstown Flood. Can you share with us uh, briefly what it's all about? Well, you know, it, back in uh, the Gilded Age, in the 1800s, late 1800s, you know, America was becoming this industrial powerhouse, and it was being powered by, by the railroads, by iron, by steel, by coal, and eventually by, by oil. But, uh, you know, the, the, the fat cats, the millionaires who were in western PA who were driving all this, you know, they wanted a playground like their pals who were in the in the, the along the Chesapeake Bay or in the the uh, Catskills or the the Berkshires. And so, you know, look, the area was kind of polluted. They went to the mountains of uh, of uh, western PA, found some property, and they wanted a, a lake and there was a river that was uh, convenient to a dam. Uh, but the dam had already been collapsed. They decided to rebuild it, but they didn't really rebuild it correctly and made some structural changes to it that made it even shakier. And on May 30th, May 31st, 1889, after a, a 24-hour deluge that uh, dropped almost a foot of rain, and on top of that, there had been um, massive rapid snow melt, uh, an area that was prone to flooding, the dam gave way. And... Uh, uh, 20 million tons of water were released in 30 minutes, and and 2,200 people lost their lives. Still to this day, the greatest death toll in a flooding disaster in American history. And and so, I wrote this to not only bring uh, shine a spotlight on what happened, but to kind of uh, parallel it with what's going on today with a with a rollback of our environmental protections of uh, of uh, certain liabilities. Uh, you know, it's like we're 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 setting ourselves up for a, a, another disaster. And, and what kills you is is to read. And uh, boy, here's here's a sign of the times. I don't know if we've gotten any better, but there's there's a lawsuit, and and the flood victims lose their case to the owners of the dam. And you think, oh wow, back then the rich and powerful got away with everything, and now it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's I mean that these guys were the one percent of their of their time, and. Uh, uh, it, it changed what, what the good thing that happened was that there was such outrage across the country because you got to remember when this happened, it was uh, the largest natural disaster that had ever befallen a very young country. 
uh, and people were outraged at it. And, and so it changed liability laws. It changed responsibility for corporations for the, the communities in which they operated. And, and so there was some good that came out of it. And we also saw the rise of, of the, uh, the Red Cross and Clara Barton. Uh, who had heretofore had been really mostly helping Civil War returning veterans and, and, and soldiers. You know, here was an organization that stepped into the breach and was able to provide really amazing uh, rescue, recovery, and relief efforts. So, Al, as, as a weather expert, you've covered major weather events live on location. You've been through pretty much everything. How, how does having those experience, how to being like a tangible weather experience, how does that inform your writing on something like this? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that I came away with, and I've got a terrific researcher, a guy named Bill Hoagland, who's a terrific author in his, in his own right. But as you start going through the material, and, and this, this was also the case in the uh, the book I wrote previous to this, uh, The Storm of the Century, The Galveston Hurricane of 1900, I am amazed at how good the forecasting was with the, the tools that were available to the meteorology uh, people of the time. Uh, this is pre-satellite. This is pre-weather balloon. This is pre, uh, pre-Doppler radar. And, and the, the accuracy with which they could predict forecasts was, was pretty impressive. But then there's no way to to get that accurately and quickly out to the people unless no, you're no. I mean, you got to remember that the, uh, uh, the 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 technology of the time, the most widespread communication technology of the time, was telegraph. Uh, telephone were telephones were just coming into the fore, and in fact, there was a phone line at this club, but it wasn't turned on at the time because you know the the season hadn't started so the one young caretaker who was there had to ride a horse in in horrible weather conditions to the first town that had a telegraph office to send word down down into the valley and the problem is uh, when people got the telegram it was posted up on the on the the bulletin board in in town uh, they didn't know who this guy was. There had been flooding before. Uh, we're, we're not going to, I mean, well, who, <laughs> what does he mean, total disaster? What does that mean? So, you know, it was um, it was just a, a, a series of unfortunate events. Now, Al, this, uh, and maybe it has, I'm not sure, this would make uh, an incredible film. Have you given that any thought? And if so, can I oh. send you a headshot? But absolutely. Uh, a, I, I see you as uh, one of the heroes of, of this tale. But, uh, I, you know, I, and I've had a number of people uh, uh, mention that. that. So, I, I, you know, I would love to, to see that happen, but uh, we'll see. And the book is Ruthless Tide, The Heroes and Villains of the Johnstown Flood, America's Astonishing Gilded Age Disaster. The author, of course, is uh, Al Roker. And, uh, Al, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, Ryan. Thank you.